So happy to have you with me this week for a look into perspectives on stress. Are you reacting to stress or are you responding to the events in your life? How much control do we have over that? And how much control can you reclaim? I'm so happy to have you here for this conversation. In a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me this week on the show. Another solo episode where I'm diving into some topics that I think are important to check back in on. So perhaps in the early days of Happified, you might have heard me talk about some of these topics. Today we're going to dig into some fundamental perceptions and perspectives on stress but I feel like it's a great time to review this and to take a look at some new information that is coming forward. Really exciting. And um, in my own experience, uh, you may or may not know, I turned down this journey into holistic health, taking a look at stress and its impact on our mental and physical well-being about six years ago after I had been working with senior clients and seeing the issues that people in their 80s and 90s tend to deal with and how it often leads to losing our independence. I got really passionate, super clear on the fact that I wanted to learn how to work up stream and resolve these issues that can start building from a lifestyle that is controlled by stress. And in our Western way of working and living in so very many people, um, that is definitely one of the driving forces. One of those things that we are always reacting to is the stress in our lives. It seems to be on a constant drip. So let's take a look at that. Some of these perspectives and perceptions about stress. Initially, I thought I can help people live better, thrive more, enjoy all of the days of their lives by turning down the volume on stress. And that is what 3X Less Stress originally was intended to do, to help people take a look at the physical, emotional, and environmental aspects of stress. And as I dug deeper, as I started creating tools for my clients and the programs that I was designing, I discovered the field of positive psychology. And this perspective, this devotion to research and looking at why people feel happy instead of only digging into why people aren't happy, why people psychologically, mentally, emotionally are not where they want to be. And instead of looking at where we are wrong and ways that seem to fix it, a group of researchers started digging in and looking at what are the secrets, what are the practices, the habits, the patterns of people who do feel happy. And how can the rest of us move ourselves toward that space? So positive psychology is a fascinating wealth of information that research definitely continues today in a lot of different sources through many universities, Harvard University, um, and from Harvard, Sean Acor has 
grown to um, have his own independent research facility, if you will, and um, from around the world and great universities, there's a lot of amazing work being done. So let me get back to the topic. I wonder if you've ever thought about whether you feel that stress is good or bad. We tend to, as a society, love to oversimplify things. We tend to look at things as black or white, yes or no, good or bad. So if you had to choose how stress affects you, would you say that stress is a bad influence in your life or would you say that there is good influence from the stress in your life? In research, they found that people fundamentally fall into two camps. People who find stress is enhancing, those you might assume to include power athletes, elite athletes who are at the top of their class, high achieving executives, C-suite, you know, those chief officers of companies, people who excel in life. Perhaps you consider them to be those who naturally find stress enhancing, whereas some people find it debilitating. Some people suffer from anxiety, from overwhelm, from burnout in their work. Oftentimes because of their stress, because of their um, not having the opportunity to properly recover, restore themselves and have the resilience that they need to meet their stress in their lives. So where do you fall in this camp? I would love to hear from you. If you're watching the video on YouTube, please leave a comment. If you are listening to the podcast, I invite you to engage in comments over on the website, happifiedlife.com or feel free to post a rating or review of the show and let me know how this conversation lands with you because I really do feel that conversation and community about these topics is so important. We can't grow and improve working all the time on our own. Community is a great resource to see what's working for other people, to look for resources and to lift each other up. So fundamentally, if stress is either enhancing or debilitating, what does that mean? If you find that you resonate with one or the other of these, is it possible to change your perspective? The answer is yes. And it's been demonstrated by some really interesting research. Um, Sean Aker, as I mentioned, working at the time with Harvard University and Alia Krum working with Yale University, designed some tests to see how first students and then executives performed when they were primed, if you will, if they were informed about the aspects, the benefits or detriments of stress, and then testing their response, seeing how they carry that information through their day. So a lot of the physical reactions of stress you might be familiar with. Perhaps if you think about a stressful situation, you can recall your heart might have been pounding, your breath got shallower, Maybe your palms felt sweaty. Maybe you had the awareness to notice how your focus changed. Kind of tunnel vision might have kicked in. You are completely zeroed in on what is in front of you, what you're responding to. If any of those come back to mind, those are very standard, typical physical reactions of stress because fundamentally we are designed to respond to stress. Stress is a very strong trigger for us. It has kept us alive through evolution. So we don't want to resent or regret these very fundamental responses of stress. We get to recognize this is our body. 
These are the neurotransmitters, the chemicals running through our body, telling our body to be prepared to react. We might have to fight, we might have to run and take flight. And in some cases, as we're learning and exploring, there's a freeze response, fight, flight, or freeze, where when it doesn't seem to fight or take flight is going to ensure our safety, we freeze, we play dead. And that is being seen in some stress responses and, and in our ability to move through stress, to close that loop, to complete the stress cycle. Um, and I'm really excited to be bringing the conversation to the show soon with one of the authors of the book, Burnout, a book that really digs into specifically in women and how they can complete the stress cycle. I highly recommend the book. If you haven't come across it, go ahead and pick it up because I'm really excited about this conversation that I'm going to be bringing to Happified this fall. So if you can know that these physical experiences of stress are part and parcel, but understand them through a different lens. If, for example, a video showed you that these physical expressions of stress are detrimental, they're holding you back, this narrowed focus prevents you from drawing on all of your faculty from all the resources that you have available. This change in circulation might make you feel a little unsteady, a little weak. There are other implications of these, right? Or on the other hand, if you were in the group that viewed the video where they saw the benefits of stress, where that narrowed focus gives you the resources to respond more quickly to this answer that is in front of you, where this change in circulation helps to fuel and feed your peripheral muscles so that you can respond, so you can feel physically stronger and more capable. You can stand and take your space. You can channel this stress response to feel more competent and sure. And we're able to learn more quickly in situations of stress because stress is a powerful teacher. We certainly don't want to repeat the situations that triggered that stress. So the groups where they saw the video describing stress as beneficial, then when they were asked to perform a stressful activity, responded much more competently, powerfully, quickly, and easily, as opposed to the group where they had first been shown the video that described stress as a detriment. So understanding what is happening in our body, understanding our response is a powerful start to changing our perspective and perception of stress. So you might be saying, well, that's great. Some people come to it more naturally than others. I come from a family of very stressed out people or yeah, I've always had it easy. I come from a family where we thrive under stress. We're high achievers. We were always athletic people. Um, you know, my family is full of entrepreneurs and high achievers. And yeah, we understand that stress can be our fuel. You might be wondering if it's possible to change those camps. And so I hope that you're seeing by this example, by this research that has been done, that you can, in fact, by changing your awareness, by understanding these different perspectives, you can start to change the way that you respond to stress. So that perspective is powerful. And I want to explore a bit too, the power of mindfulness. And perhaps when you hear mindfulness, you think meditation and that 
also can be a bit off-putting, a bit triggering. Meditation is not something that is easy for everyone. But as I'm sure you've heard me say before here on the show, mindfulness is not only about meditation. Mindfulness is being aware of this present moment. So any practice in which you are fully engrossed in the present moment can help to build this, this muscle, if you will, this mental power of being mindful of this present moment. Perhaps that's taking a walk in nature and being very present to what you are seeing, what you are hearing, what you're feeling, the sun on your face, the wind on your skin, what you might taste in the air. These are all powerful ways to come back to the present moment, to release um, concerns about the past, to avoid worrying about the future and what it is bringing and to simply be in this moment because this present moment is where we have the most power. If we can bring our attention away from the history and avoid worrying about the future, then we do have the ability to change what is happening in front of us. We can start to respond instead of being stuck in a reactionary mode. So I love to I love to encourage a practice called pause and pivot. That's kind of a shorthand for what I'm describing here, but it really helps to, with this mindfulness, to pause, to take even a fraction of a moment, to take a breath, and to get curious, to start wondering what it is you're responding to, where your feelings are coming from. Are you being triggered by this present moment, or is what is happening right now calling back an emotional response of a previous situation, a previous exchange. If that's what you're responding to, you're not being fully present in this moment. You're not bringing all of your power of response to this situation, to this conversation that you're having, to the people that you are being present with. So when you can recognize after getting curious in the pause, then you have the ability to choose how you wanna move forward in this moment recognize how you're feeling, and then choose how you want to create the situation moving forward. Moving out of reaction and into a more powerful and aware response. And you'll hear me say often on the show, recognizing our emotions is so important. I have some great tools, reach out to me if you haven't come across these, to take a look at the different emotions that we're feeling. Again, Yale is a front runner in this field. Yale has developed a mood scale that they're actually sharing in classroom programs so that students are developing this vocabulary to describe their emotions, to understand the intensity and pleasantness of emotions so that they can utilize this, they can explain how they're feeling. Because while it's very important to understand our emotions and to give them that space to move through us, we also need to recognize that not everything we feel is true. And that can be tough. And I'm not negating anyone's experience. I think it's important to recognize how we feel and bring that curiosity to the equation to check ourselves, to ask what it is that we're responding to, to understand that there are situations in our life where we need healing, there are skills that we can continue building, and that perspective and that ability to respond is so powerful in really integrating so we can 
honor our emotions and we can respond rather than reacting. A lot of times when you move from reaction mode, there's some cleanup to do later, right? When we respond, we can call more on our total awareness. We can call back on our experience and use our wisdom. We can come from a place of love and kindness and understanding instead of reacting from anger or from fear or from hurt. So I'd uh, love to hear about how that lands for you if this gives you a new perspective on mindfulness and how you might be able to integrate that in your daily life as you move through the day. Mindfulness isn't about a block of time on your calendar, but really bringing it to your awareness as often as possible. It's a real muscle that you can begin to build. And I also want to explore in this conversation the lens or the filter that we are looking through. A lot of us do react quickly. We move in a very fast moving world and sometimes we feel that the person who has the fastest reaction time wins. And it doesn't need to take a lot of time to make that shift from reacting to responding. And it's especially helpful to understand that what we ingest mentally has a huge impact in what we perceive. Um, Michelle Gielen is another positive psychology researcher. And after working in media as a news anchor for years, she felt very frustrated by the amount of negative news that was presented and the way in which it was presented. She saw, she felt herself, the impact of all of this negative news. She started to dig in and do some research. And what she found, and I'll share links to these research articles and stories and even those videos that Harvard created about positive versus negative influences of stress. But what Michelle found in her research was that by watching just three minutes of negative news in the morning, viewers were 27% more likely to report having a bad day six to eight hours later. So that perspective that we take on, and remember I said we're wired to respond to stress. It is what has kept us out of danger and moving forward as the human species. So think about that influence. If you start the day with negative news, how does that affect the filter through which you perceive the rest of the day? On the other hand, people who watch positive news reported having a good day 88% of the time. And how empowering is that to recognize that not only are we under the influence of the media that's coming in, but that when we are mindful about the media that we consume, when we make the choice of what we're allowing in, when we have that ability to choose, that we can influence our day. And so you might've noticed at the top of the show, I didn't include my normal feature for Positive Prime, which is my own personal favorite tool to set a positive filter for my day in three minutes or longer if my day accommodates it. It's because I'm talking about it right now. I think that it's so exciting to look at that effect of positively priming our brain. And my favorite tool for that, as you well know, is Positive Prime. 
And I want to, before I talk just a little bit more about some really exciting advances that are coming together through the Positive Prime community, explore that. Um, changing the filter, changing the lens and the choices that we make to feel happier. Um, another terrific researcher, Sonia Lubomirsky, wrote the book, The How of Happiness, after she shared a soundbite that 40% of our happiness is based on our small daily activities. The rest of that pie indicates that 50% of our happiness set point comes from genetics, from our ability to create and modulate neurotransmitters, from other genetic predispositions, and to a great degree from the family with whom we're raised. 10% of our happiness comes from the trappings of life external success, the great job, the beautiful house, the amazing vacation, the perfect family. That's only 10% of happiness because we get very used to things very quickly and then we look towards the next satisfaction. When we're looking outside of ourselves for happiness, it's a very short-lived style of happiness. Whereas when we commit to daily activities that foster happiness, we're actually starting to use neuroplasticity to our advantage, to work with our brain and teach our brain that positive emotions are as important as stress. Because we have this ability. Neuroplasticity is fascinating and we are at such an exciting time in our understanding of how we can work with our bodies and minds to feel more of the way that we want to. We are not only subject to the external influences of the world, but we can make choices actually start to change the way we see the world. So many, many, many high achievers share their successful morning routine and many of them refer back to their gratitude practice or perhaps at the end of the day, they look back and they think of three things that they are grateful for. That is this neuroplasticity at work. That is looking back over the contents of the day and recognizing what went well teaching our brain that these moments are important to us. Because as the brain recognizes that in the future moving forward, it holds on to those experiences, not only because it knows there's a test coming and it's going to have to remember these later, but because the mind has been trained that these positive emotions, feelings of gratitude, feelings of satisfaction are just as important as these stimulatory responses to stress, to concern, to fear, and to danger. So how empowering is that to recognize we can start making choices to change our perspective? And that is, it's again, almost like building a muscle. It gets easier over time and stronger, and we don't even have to work as hard to maintain it. So in Positive Prime, um, in our community, we're very excited because there has been some powerful research underway led by Dr. Avinash Singh. He is with the University of Technology in Sydney, Australia, Australia's equivalent to MIT. And they are really digging into what exactly the brain is doing as a viewer watches a positive prime session because we have seen through the experience of the people in the community that just as Michelle found in her research, this positive priming opportunity can change the perspective for the rest of your day. And that's something that was found early on in very basic research with users of positive prime. 
But now looking at the way that the brain is responding, the different areas of the mind that are firing through the course of viewing a session, what is being discovered is so exciting and so revelatory that the Society for Neuroscience has invited Dr. Singh and our founder, Kim Serafini of Positive Prime to speak at the neuroscience conference that will be held next month here in San Diego, California. So really exciting to know that more information is coming together, but also empowering to recognize that the choices that you make have so much impact on not only the day you're having, but the rest of your week, your month moving forward, your response to the stress in life, because unless you can run away to join a monastery and live on a hilltop, funded by a private benefactor, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we are always going to be meeting stress. And the way that we can overcome it, the way can, we can move through it and thrive is to recognize how much power we have within our control. And when we start to recognize the power within our control to perceive stress, to feel happier or more contented, more satisfied in our lives. We recognize the power that we have to feel better physically, to take care of ourselves, to choose the food that is nourishing instead of reacting to cravings that are driven by stress. So many opportunities to make the little changes. I like to quote James Clear in saying that every choice you make is a vote for the person that you want to be. So don't be hard on yourself. Don't think every choice is a deal breaker. Every choice is a make or break opportunity, but every choice is just a tally mark in the column for the way that you want to choose your life and design your life and move forward in this life. And there's no denying there's a lot of stress going on right now. I'm far from immune to it. And through the choices that I make, I find that I can still get sleep at night. I find that I can still look for ways to find balance, that moving target of balance in my schedule so that I can have time for play and do the work that I feel called to do. And I invite you to step into this space and this journey with me. Uh, you're always welcome to join me too in the Facebook group, Live With Less Stress. I share reminders, updates, information and as it becomes available to me there in that Facebook community. Join us in Live With Less Stress for more fast-moving conversation or please share your comment. I'd love to hear how this lands for you and if it opens up any questions that I can dig into on future episodes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you a wonderful day and an empowered, healthy outlook. Cheers to your health. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.